Hello, this is Robbie Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is The Matrix Resurrections, the fourth movie in the Matrix saga. I don't know if we're calling it that at this point, but uh, The Matrix films. Um, So this comes 18 years after the Matrix trilogy ended, and everyone thought that was it for the Matrix movies. And then Lana Wachowski, one of the two Wachowskis that worked on the first three, um, decided to make a third one um, after. Fourth one? I'm sorry, a fourth one. Thank you. After years of saying they wouldn't, they made an, she made another one. So anyway, this one. And okay, well, I'm already calling it now. We're gonna basically do a uh, like a really quick review with no spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, because it's impossible to talk about this movie without giving spoilers away. So yeah. we'll do our really quick review on whether or not you should watch it. And then we'll go dive deeper into the a more spoiler spoiler territory. So this movie picks up as you've seen in the trailers. If you've seen the trailers, um, Neo seemingly is alive now, which you know he died in the, at the end of Matrix Revolutions. That shouldn't be a secret anymore. Um, and he's he seems to be alive and well. Older now, of course, but living in the Matrix and has no memory of anything that happened in the Matrix uh, or in the you know the original trilogy. And he's got a therapist that's basically telling him, you know, these dreams that you're having because he, he does have dreams about it. They're not reality, you know. You're you're these are delusions. So he's gives him a prescription, and the prescription are the, are blue pills, which is you know of course symbolic of the whole blue pill red pill thing. Um, and that, that, uh, that, um, psych- or his therapist is played by, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, which is, who is new to the, the franchise. And then he's also got this boss or business partner who seems seemingly like Smith. Like he quotes Smith in the trailer and you're like, is that Smith? It can't be because he's, Smith is also dead and he's, this guy's way younger. Um, but anyway, so it, it, this kind of, the movie is about, um, you know, Neo trying to discover whether, or n- n- he's not Neo anymore, and, and he's going by Thomas Anderson, his his Earth name or his regular name, whatever you want to call it, his Matrix name, and uh, trying to figure out first. The movie's about like why is he still alive? Why are, why are we seeing this? What is this all about? What's going on? And then you also see Trinity, who's also older and seemingly also doesn't remember you know, the matrix, what happened in the past and she's living her life in, in the matrix as well. Um, so anyway, again, it's really hard to discuss this without giving too much away, but we'll get more into that later. Sam, what did you think of matrix resurrections? I really enjoyed this movie. I really loved it. Um, I don't know if people will like it if they didn't watch the first three movies, I mean, they might like the action, but I don't think they'll understand all the jokes and references um, because there was a, a lot, a lot of callback to the the three, the first three Matrix movies. Actually, there was a lot of flashbacks, a lot from the first three movies, and um, you don't. I guess you won't really understand the the weight of everything of all the characters that they bring back or talk about. Um, 
and you, I don't know if you'll understand just everything, <laughs> um, but I very much enjoyed it. I loved it. I like how now, um, so in the first three Matrix movies, the way to get out of the Matrix was you had to find a, a hard phone line, mm-hmm. um, a designated hard phone line or landline, and you go through the phone. In this one, you go through mirrors, which I loved because I've talked about this before in, in different unrelated pod, um, episodes of our podcast, that um, mirrors are, are said to be portals uh, to other realms. And so I thought it was just very fitting for them to use mirrors instead of phones because we don't have landlines anywhere anymore, right? right. So I think that was, we were all wondering, like, how are they going to do it without without landlines now. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very fitting to use mirrors. I loved that concept. Um, I love that new character, the one with the blue hair. Oh yeah. I forgot her character's name, but yeah, she was cool. Yeah. She was really cool. First of all, all of the outfits and hairstyles in this matrix movie were freaking awesome. Sorry, real quick. Her name was bugs. She went by bugs. Oh yeah. She went by bugs. I just don't know her real name. Yeah. I don't know her real name either. Um, but I just absolutely loved the costume and hair design in this movie, like so much more than the first three movies. Like I just thought everything was great. Um, and I feel like in the first three movies, when you're in the Matrix, you the setting you said was very green. It had this mm-hmm. green hue. But in this one, it was blue. It, you knew you were in the Matrix because people were wearing blue. They had blue hair. They had blue sunglasses. Like it was, it was a little different in that sense. Um, so I think it was to, to symbolize, yeah, this is still the Matrix that you're in, but it's a different version of the Matrix. Um, I, I liked that. I like they made like they made that transition because um, they kind of you know made it to to our times. They they made. These Matrix movies were made, what, you said 18 years ago, 20 years ago? Yeah. Um, so things have evolved and and changed very quickly and very dramatically um, in the sense of technology. And so I like that they they made this movie to be more real world, like of now, of the times, more relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very meta. I said that so many times. There, there were so many scenes where... Um, so Thomas Anderson is a video game maker and he calls the video game the matrix and so they're talking about making a new one and it, it was just very meta because it was just it, it seemed as if they were talking about making the fourth movie and that's what made it so funny that whole sequence they even say warn our, our parent company warner brothers wants us to make a sequel to this game and it's like and warner brothers are the people that are making these yeah. matrix movies so yeah. Yeah. So that whole sequence was hilarious. I really liked that. Um, what else? I do like, again, that almost all of the successes in this movie uh, has to be contributed to strong female characters. All of them. Um, going back to Trinity, uh, going to Bugs. Uh, going back to Sati, if you remember Sati from the last Matrix movie. Um, and then you have, you know, older female characters that, you know, I don't want to bring up or whatever. Like, I, I don't know what's a spoiler or not. She's actually in the trailer, so I'm, I think I'm okay with saying that Niobe 
is returns okay. for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, a, a lot of the success in this movie is due to the female lead characters. Yes, you have Neo, and he's the one, and he's super powerful. But he is older now, and he, like you said, he doesn't quite remember a lot of what's going on. Um, and it is because of him that all of this is possible and, and happening. Um, you know, but it's, I feel like it's a lot of the hard work from these female characters. And that's what I love about these movies in general, these Matrix movies in general. Is I feel like they're so well written. There's so much, like thought into these characters not to say all of movie all of the other movies that exist don't but i really appreciate that so much thought went into these characters for the matrix movies um because they are so popular too and and they have so much meaning um but yeah so uh the fight scenes were awesome they were fun uh what else can i say they talked a lot about, um, let's see. Sorry, if you're hearing weird noises, that's Bane <laughs> licking Bruce's face. So just in case, because you stop talking and then it's like, oh, you're that's all slurp, I slurp, hear. slurp. Yeah. So. Um, oh, there are some things in this movie that I understood better because we watched the Animatrix mm-hmm. movie. Yep. So I know I said in that review, like, you could probably skip it. And you probably still can. But I like that we watched it now, seeing this movie, because I kind of understood why certain things were the way they were. Whereas if I didn't, I feel like I'd be like, what? Like, you know, like, I'd want more explanation yeah. as to why these certain things are happening. I'm not going to call them out now. But, um, but I do appreciate that we did watch that movie after all because it did explain some stuff um for me what else there's a lot of talk about um you mentioned that neo or thomas Mm. anderson has a therapist and he would prescribe him medications so i um that that's you know another conversation i remember having a long time ago is like when we call people crazy or um we put them on prescription medication to try to get them quote unquote normal to think normal to feel normal um it it poses that question like again this is the perfect place to pose that question in these matrix movies what is real what is normal who are you to say that this person isn't what they're seeing who are you to say that what they're seeing isn't real or isn't happening to them because it's happening in their mind. And that's the whole point of this matrix is like without the mind or without the body, you know, you have to have the mind and the body. And so um, to be, quote unquote, alive or real. Right. And so these people who have like schizophrenia or different, they 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 think um, or different personality disorders. Um, we as a society try to medicate them and say, no, you shouldn't act that way. That's wrong. There's something wrong with you. Take this medication to get better. Go to this hospital to get better. And um, I've always had that question in my head. Like, well, how do we know what they're seeing isn't real, though? How do we know that? Why, why are we saying, oh, they're making that up or that just isn't real? Like, we're not in their mind, you know? So um, to heavily medicate people for for things that we tell them is wrong or um isn't real i think is 
it's just a, a topic that is brought up in this movie kind of subtly like I'm, I'm not I might be looking more too much into it but it triggered that memory in my head that I remember thinking that I feel like with the Matrix movies, you're never looking too far into something. It's always something means something to somebody. Yeah. So I really do like that they brought in that therapist character um, because that that is a question that society, I think, needs to ask is like, okay, just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not real for that person. Um, So I I like that they brought that other element into it. And then the whole medicating thing. Yeah. the therapist also said something about like what makes humans different or for machines or something is the feelings, the connections. Um, I see. And I want to watch the movie again, honestly, because so much happened in this movie. There were so many things going on, so many different messages. And I loved everything that I saw. And I was like, oh, my God, like, and I, I was like, I need to remember that so I can bring it up in the podcast. But by that point, so many other things were already coming up. And I was like, crap, like, I knew I'm going to I, I knew I was going to forget something to bring up here. But um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now and see if I can remember. But what did you think about? Well, that it's movie? funny. <laughs> it's funny that you're yeah, because your excitement or your love, your your the fact that you really like this movie, it's actually raising my <laughs> review a little bit more because I thought it was at first I thought it was okay. But now after you're saying all this stuff, I th- I feel like my initial reaction was colored by your reaction to the third movie. And I was like, oh, she probably isn't going to like this movie. <laughs> so I was already kind of like, maybe I, I'm not enjoying it as much as I should or, you know, but I really did love, especially the, for me, those first like 30 to 45 minutes were like awesome. Like I was just, I just had a big smile on my face. Cause, um, Again, we'll go into this a little deeper here in a minute, but uh, I just loved what they did with with the story because that was my biggest thing was like, how are we going to get back into this story where your two main characters are dead? Like, you know, they died in the last movie. So my, my, you know, and and Keanu Reeves has said too, like when you see him in interviews, he's like, oh, I got a call from Lana and she said, I want to make another one. And he's like, cool, but we're dead. Like, <laughs> how are you going to do that? Like, so, so I had the same question. I was like, yeah, how, how are they going to do this without doing the whole, like, I don't know, some cheap, just, um, you know, Oh, they weren't really dead. You know, it's it just, I, I like what they did with it, how they brought this, the story back, how they played with, again, they had to do something different with the whole reality versus, uh, fiction thing this time. And they really, I think they really stepped it up. Like you said, to make it more, uh they brought it into the 21st century mm-hmm. you know um so they, they they made reference to lots of stuff that that is current um but yeah i love the i love the color like you said the color scheme is is it's so bright in this movie like are colorful whereas <laughs> the the like you said the matrix of the first films was very green like everything had a green sickly tint to it even people's skin looked almost kind of green Um, but this one, it was like you said, more blue, a warmer, warmer colors. Um, and it was because like you said, it's a newer version of this matrix. As we saw at the end of the third movie, you know, you see the the refresh Mm -hmm. and the sky looks all pretty and blue and orange. And so that's, you know, you could tell that that's the reality we're in, or that's the matrix we're in now. Um, also speaking of that, they, you can tell they filmed this in 
San Francisco, I believe, is where I saw that it was filmed at. Whereas the original three were all filmed in Australia, so they had oh. they, all the buildings looked foreign to us because we're you know they're they're not they're not from those those skyscrapers and everything weren't in the U.S. That was in Australia. You can even see in the first movie where they push the elevator button and it says lift or whatever, and I was like, oh, we don't have lifts over here. We have elevators. <laughs> but anyway, um, you could tell this was was in the U.S. Um, and. I liked the music, like they used White Rabbit by mm-hmm. Jefferson Airplane in there. It's in the trailer, but they used it in the movie too. I thought that was a cool choice. I mean, it's an obvious choice, you know, yeah. really, because it's, you know, that that's the whole, all the Alice in Wonderland references have been around since the first movie. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Um, it's just, it's, it's funny and sad at the same time, how age, you know, uh, aged, what well, you know, it, it, you know, when you get older, you can't do what you used to do. And and Keanu Reeves acknowledged that in an interview with Stephen Colbert. He's like, oh, he kind of looks down. He's like, well, I can't do the same things I used to do. And everyone was like, oh, he's like, I didn't mean to bum you out. <laughs> but there's certain fight scenes. Um, I won't get into it too much, but where you're like, they'll do a signature move, and you're like, oh, that's it's it's a little lower. The kick is a little lower than it used to be, or you know something. But you know, it's it, it happens, right? You get older, you can't you're not as flexible. You, you're got a little more pain and, and you can't do what you used to do, but they even acknowledged that in the movie, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it really was well thought out, um, as a sequel, you know, as something that it's, it's actually, I think it was, I enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it more than the third movie. Definitely. You know, which was cool. It was almost like a nice little, like a, not a redo so much as just like a, I don't know. It, it kind of, if this is the last movie, which I, I don't know, I doubt it. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like now they've kind of set it up for like maybe another set of movies or something. But if it is the last one, I, I think it, it kind of, it, it ends it nicely. It kind of picks it back up uh, from kind of, kind of coming down from, you know, the first one was awesome. The second one was, I think just as good, maybe slightly less. And then the third one was like a big drop off. I think this fourth one brings it back up to that stratosphere again. Um, so yeah, I recommend it definitely. If you've seen the first three, you're you're gonna want to see this. Um, you and your mileage may vary because there's a lot of like funny stuff in this movie, which yeah. was surprising to me um, because the first three aren't known for like being funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> they're more they're very serious. They take themselves very seriously. Yeah. This one, I feel like they were almost poking fun at that self seriousness. Um, but it's cool that it was done again by one of the original creators. Cause if it was done yeah. by somebody else, I would have been like, ah, they don't have the same love for these characters or love for this story as, as the Wachowskis do. And you got Lana Wachowski here. Um, what was I, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. And like you said, even the animatrix where at first we were kind of like, ah, I don't know if you have to watch it really to you know, understand the movies. I don't, it wasn't completely necessary, but it's definitely helpful. It's one right. of those things where like, yeah, if you watched it, it wasn't just a waste of time. Like you, you learn things and you, you, they, they reference things in this movie where you're like, okay, that, that reminds me of that episode or that one short film in the matri- in the animatrix. So I would definitely recommend it to those people that have seen the, these movies. If you've only seen the first one, like you said, I don't think you'll, you'll get, you'll, it's, it's going to be a big, gap there that you missed like what the hell is going on because you missed out on a lot of story and yes there's lots of flashbacks they use like actual footage from the first three movies but 
it's just glimpses. It's not enough. It's more for us that have seen them to go, oh yeah, I remember that part. All right, yeah, okay, this, I, I see how this connects. Whereas if you've never seen it, you'll be like, what? <laughs> what is that? What, what does that have to do with this or whatever? So I recommend it to those who have seen the original trilogy and, and you know, the Matrix, the Animatrix. Um, but yeah, if you've never seen any of the other ones, yeah, this, this is a waste of time for you because <laughs> you're going to not what, know what the hell is going on. Um, but that being said, I guess that concludes the review portion of this. Um, and now we're going to delve in a little deeper. So spoiler alert, if you want to not hear the rest of this, we're definitely going to talk about spoilers from the movie. So yep. ready? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So we're talking about spoilers now. So, um, you've been warned. So, well, do you want to go first? Sure. So I'm sure you'll, you'll, I'll remember more stuff as you start talking and stuff. But <clears throat> so I really loved the first, like I said, the 30, 40, 30, 45 minutes of this movie. Cause I love the way they set up this whole, like this thing with the matrix, <clears throat> excuse me, the matrix trilogy being a game, a video game that yeah. John Anderson, uh, John Anderson created. Um, even to the point where he's sitting in his office and you see, I was telling you, he had like toy like figurines from the movies and and there's one of uh trinity where she's falling out the window like shooting up and you see the bullets and bullet time and i was like that's literally that's an actual figurine like you can buy that like i remember they sold these i think it was those mcfarland toys or whatever they'd make these like movie figurines and they'd be like action scenes from the movie and i was like that's actually a real thing like i remember considering buying that like 20 years ago or however long ago um so it's just it's really meta the way they use those things and then at the beginning he's got like matrix code on his computer and he's yeah. like is that are you using the the matrix code is that like original matrix code he's like yeah and if, at first i was confused i was like wait are they talking about the actual matrix because i just assumed everyone knew about the matrix you know like this isn't a real world but then i was like N-. then i figured out oh no the matrix quote you know in quotes is the name of that video game that he created and they keep showing him footage and it's like, Oh yeah, this is footage from the, the matrix game that you created. And they look, these characters look so much like you or, this, you know, is that supposed to be you and Trinity? Is that supposed to be this Tiffany girl, the one that he meets in that cafe? Um, it's just really funny, like how they did that. It reminded me of um, another actual video game series called Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed four is, almost like exactly like that. Like you're part of the, you go into this um, video game company and it's the same company that made the actual video game, which is, <laughs> it's like, it starts to like blow your mind and you're like, wait, what's going on? And in it, you're building these video games. Oh yeah, we made this as first Assassin's Creed and made the second. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And it's because again, it's like, they're trying to trick you into thinking that this isn't really going on. So that's why I love that. It's almost like they hit it in plain sight. Like, yeah instead of like completely erasing his memory and completely changing it to something else they they made it to where oh yeah you're dreaming of the matrix and you're dreaming of this and it's part of this video game that you created so you know to make it seem like you're crazy basically like his, his analyst is like no remember these are delusions keep taking the medication you're fine um but i love that aspect of it that was hilarious and then i loved how they were discussing the fourth video game the fourth installment 
and how they were like, well, the, we all know the Matrix is about trans politics. No, it's about <laughs> uh, you know capitalism, or it's about. And it's funny. I was like, man, this is exactly what we were discussing a few episodes ago, and we were yeah. like, this is what the Matrix is about. It can be interpreted in so many different ways. So I love that they were again poking kind of poking fun at that, like how there's so many different interpretations about the matrix, yeah. what the films are really about. And then, um, they're even talking about like the fourth, uh, well, the fourth one has to be, uh, there's even that guy that was like, uh, I didn't love the matrix as much as you guys. Sorry. <laughs> like I thought it was, anything was that great. He just liked fast action. Yeah. He like, I like the action, which like again, that. I was like, this is exactly what we're talking about. Like some yeah. people don't get into the whole philosophy part of it. They just want to see the cool, the bullet time. We got to do yeah. another bullet time. Um, and then, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, they're talking about nostalgia. Like nothing cures. I forgot what he said. Nothing cures anxiety quite like nostalgia. And I was like, that's so funny. Cause of, of course people are going to see this as a nostalgia thing. Like, Oh, remember this? Remember these characters? I love mm-hmm. this. So I love that. Um, and I love how they explained them being alive again. Like, oh, the machines saved them. What I really loved about this one is you were talking about the female characters. Mm-hmm. I love that they basically rewrote it to where it's like, no, yeah, Neo was, quote, the one, but he wouldn't have been shit without Trinity. Right. That's basically what we learned about this. Like, he wouldn't have gotten any of this stuff done had it not been for her. Yeah. So I love that they kind of rewrote it to be like, well, yeah, he's the one, but really aren't they both the one? Like they're the ones together because they mm-hmm. they complete each other. They're they're together. They're able to do anything or you know fight the, fight the the machines or whatever. Sorry, Bane just heard something. Um, and that to me, it just makes me think about Trinity's name, right? So like we're the father son holy yeah. ghost whole mm-hmm. trinity thing of that like you know that's supposed to be one those three things in one mm-hmm. are are what i don't want to say give power but like that's what christians or catholics believe in mm-hmm. is those three things not just the one right by itself it's the three things together and so i thought that was very fitting of course to name her trinity but right. also Write that in the story that without Trinity, Neo couldn't have gotten any of this done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wouldn't be as powerful as right. one. And that's why I love that scene uh, at the end where they jump off the building. Mm-hmm. And you think Neo's going to remember how to fly again. Because he, he, at this point, he hasn't flown. He's like, there's that, that funny part where it's like, hey, you still remember how to fly? And he's like, yes. And he kind of does the, that power squat and then... Ugh. And he just like jumps into the air. He's like, nope, that's not happening, which was funny. But then they jump off that building and who's there? He's just kind of stuck there in midair. And Trinity's the one that ends up taking them out, yeah. taking them up into the sky. And so I love that. I love that ending of them, both of them being the ones flying together. And she's actually the one that's, I, I love that she takes the lead in that sequence where she's like uh, talking to the analyst, mm-hmm. you know, who turns out to be, you know, basically the new architect i guess um of this new matrix but i love how she's the one in, in charge of that uh conversation yeah. neo's kind of in the background yeah so i was like that's really cool how they rewrote the, or like not rewrote it but just like yeah changed changed the whole dynamic of that that mm-hmm. couple you know um what else there's so much like you said that i i do kind of want to rewatch it cuz there's so much going on yeah um yeah, 
And it, again, with the computer stuff, like the modal, at first I was like, what the hell is a modal? And, and then I had to kind of, I kind of use context clues to figure out. It's kind of like a little testing region that they put like different. I just, I thought that was really cool the way they did that. Like, oh, are you using that modal? Like they, he put characters inside this thing just to test it out. And he was actually at the beginning of the movie, you're seeing like the sequence of events from the first movie kind of play out again with different actors but they're playing basically the same roles, you know, even the same dialogue is there. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, and I love the way they make it, they make it timely without making it obvious, but they're making references to things like nowadays, like uh, the analyst, I love how he says, uh, you guys will believe some crazy shit. Like when he's talking about, <laughs> or you believe the craziest shit, like, basically talking about how we are now when it comes to um, social media and just like stuck in our own conspiracy theories and all this crazy stuff that everyone posts online. And, um, oh, that's what he said too. He's like something about truth. Truth doesn't mean anything. It's all about feelings. It's all about your feelings. That's what I was trying to remember (laughs) earlier. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. I was like, yeah, that's really, really accurate. Like, it doesn't matter what facts are, are are are. I have a fact here. I can prove this fact to you. But because it doesn't match what how you feel about a certain subject or whatever, mm-hmm. you're not gonna accept it. And right. that's where we are right now, where people people are given facts, and you're like, no, nah, I don't believe that. Like, where you know, on 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 any political side, it doesn't matter. Yeah, everybody just rejects information that doesn't fit their worldview or doesn't fit their, their way of thinking. And it's just crazy that that's where we are now. It's all about feelings. Mm -hmm. It's not about facts anymore. We're post facts. We're a post fact, uh, society. Um, but they bring that up too, which I thought was pretty funny or pretty interesting. Like I was just nodding my head the whole time. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, and then the the Merovingian comes back. He's all pissed off about how the way (laughs) things have turned out. He's like, things were so much better. You know, again, again, very meta things were better in the, you know, the nineties or two thousands, you know, like, uh, the art was better. Movies were better. Music was better. We actually had conversations. Conversations. Yeah. He was making emotion. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's hilarious. Just, and of course he's this, he looks like this hobo (laughs) disgruntled guy. Not the the clean cut, you know, uh, bourgeois Frenchman uh, that we saw in the the original trilogy. Yeah. He's just this angry, like unkempt guy now. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, I, go ahead. You know, do you have anything to to add to all that? Yeah. So I um, thought it was very interesting that very early in the movie. We see glimpses of Neo, different glimpses of Neo um, when people are are talking about like, oh, I saw you. Mm, You see a flash mm. of him as like a bald man and then he turns into the Keanu Reeves we know. And then when he's in looking in the mirror, he's surrounded by mirrors in his bathroom. It looks like Keanu Reeves, like Neo all along. But in one mirror, you see him as like an old man with like scraggly hair and stuff. And you know, it's very quick, right? And so we're both like, did you see that? Yeah. Like, what was that? And then um, there's a scene where Neo and Trinity are sitting at the table or Thomas and Tiffany are sitting at the mm-hmm. table at the coffee shop and you get a glimpse of their reflections in the tabletop, the glass tabletop, and you see trinity old and scraggly Uh looking too 
um, very quickly, right? And so for that first part of the movie, you're you're wondering, like, what is that? Like, why is that happening? Um, and then they explain it eventually that um, I forgot what term they used, but I don't know if they said DI or something. I don't know. But basically the oh, Matrix yeah. was yeah. the way they created these characters in the Matrix is... Their digital image. There you go. They, yeah, DI. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Keanu Reeves and 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 Trinity Carrie Ann as Neo and Trinity, they see themselves as you know Keanu Reeves, Carrie Moss, Neo, Trinity, as right. we know. Twenty them. years from the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then, when they were explained, they're like, "Look, uh, Neo, this is how the rest of the world sees you, though." And it was a different image of an old scraggly man, short guy. He's like shorter than him and everything. Yeah, looks nothing <laughs> like him. Um, and so we are to assume that's the same that's happening to Trinity. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was funny later on when Trinity was saying, like, I went home and I played your video game and I told my husband, look, pick doesn't, up on that. doesn't she yeah. look like me? And he just laughed. And she said, I wanted to kick him and break his jaw. Right. And so... I picked yeah, up. I job. was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't get that. she knows that character looks like her right. because she knows that's what she looks yeah. like. But the rest of the world doesn't it's see like, her like, like that. Yeah. So, of course, he laughed at her like, what the hell are you? You know, yeah, something wrong. You're crazy. Like you like you wish. Yeah, you wish you looked like her. <laughs> yeah. So, I loved that. Yeah. I, I loved that they explained it so subtly, right? And um, um, But I'm glad that they explained it because I would have been going crazy thinking – why are we seeing flashes of this right. different guy? Like, why are they seeing him so different? Like, it was it was bothering me. I was, so I'm glad that they explained it. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt your thought process, but I love that her husband, you know, because Tiffany, aka Trinity, is married in the Matrix. She has yeah. three kids. Her husband, they call him Handsome Chad or something like that. <laughs> the guys, the actor, the actor that played him, his name is actually Chad uh-huh. in real life. And I found out I was doing. So I was like, "Who is this guy?" He's this. He was Keanu Reeves's stunt double for the original Matrix really? movies. So there's certain scenes, and even when we were watching Revolutions, where I think uh, Smith kicks him into the wall, and you kind of see him like hit the wall briefly. I I was like, "That's not Keanu Reeves." You could see his face looked a little different when he uh-huh. hit the wall. That was him. Oh. That's Chad playing him, which I thought was kind of brilliant. I was like, "Of oh, it's brilliant that they they chose like this." Uh, neo kind of like yeah. uh what do you call it alternate to play her husband yeah uh because he he was neo in the original matrix you know in in some of those action scenes he was a stunt double and coincidentally he also happens to be the director of the three john wick movies that stunt guy <laughs> the stunt double no guy way. yeah because he's a stunt coordinator he's also he also directed oh, that the, makes sense. the john wick movies so yeah. i thought that was interesting that's pretty cool yeah that's so funny um what else i thought i did think it was weird though so um okay that guy jude he was like that annoying like assistant guy or whatever um so bugs tells neo like oh jude is just a bot made to control you right like to try to keep you in check and follow you and whatever and if that's true then i'm wondering okay then why did jude 
go and introduce Trinity to Nia or Tiffany to Thomas in the coffee shop. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. I feel like that was playing too close. Like, I don't know. I I don't understand. Unless she meant at that point he was a bot because Uh, you know how they were able to like turn anybody into like their swarm bots or whatever. I think maybe that's what it was. And then he's like, Oh, we're all here. And then you could, he's like, they're not normal people there. She told him like, they're, they're agents. They just they look like us now or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, I also did like, which I don't know, might upset people that I say this, but I like that the quote unquote bad guys in this movie were police and SWAT because <laughs> yeah. they were the bots trying to yeah. get, you know, Neo and everyone. Um, so I just thought it was hilarious that that's how... Um, they wrote the bad guys to yeah. be in this movie, to be police force, mm-hmm. uh, to be SWAT. And um, I also thought it was very, uh, I thought it was an important choice that they made to do this. Um, but at the end scene where uh, Neo and Trinity are jumping off of the building, they're surrounded by helicopters, all this mm-hmm. stuff. You can kind of see that their whole setting is in matrix code. Like, yeah. like, bare, like, very, very subtle light, right yeah. um and in that whole background like um it because it's the whole skyline right it's the sky and then you're on top of the building you see all these buildings you see one american flag in the middle oh, of that and you see it waving and you see it like in the matrix code like kind uh, of like glimpse in the matrix code i was just like i know they put that there on <laughs> purpose and i just i love that they're sticking to that like like this whole thought provoking, like kind mm-hmm. of wake your mind up and think of bigger things than you know this, what we call patriotism. Yeah, right. This this yeah this uh, allegiance to just your country instead of like right. looking at the world as a whole. Right. Yeah. Um. So I picked up on that. I I loved that. I I just love all the little things that they put in this movie. Yeah. Um. So I like the whole modal thing in the in the beginning of the movie it was very confusing to see this movie uh played out scene by scene from (laughs) the first movie but by different actors and i love how they explain that Mm -hmm. though it's like okay well thomas created this modal because he can't stop thinking about it and why these things were happening um and then that's when we come to the animatrix shorts that i think helped kind of Mm -hmm. explain so you have Agent Smith um, in that modal who then starts helping out Bugs, right? And even she's like, wait, you're an agent? Like, why are you helping me? And he kind of turns because he's like, well, because I I saw the one, two. And, and just the fact that this agent was seeing Neo and kind of having these mm-hmm. different thoughts than what an agent should be thinking – and then we see he turns into Morpheus. Um, I think it's, to me, watching the Animatrix kind of helps explain like, okay, programs and machines can make their own choice. Right. And that was the choice that Morpheus, as a program, made. Um, like, yes, I was an agent, but... I was awake or aware of my surroundings 
and I something felt off. I know it wasn't real, mm-hmm. and um, I felt I felt something when I saw the one. So yeah. again, we come to feelings, and he, as an agent program, changes sides and starts helping the yeah. humans and starts wanting to know more about the one, and he becomes Morpheus. Um, so I love that. I, I just absolutely love the way they wrote that in there. And then um, when they bring us to Ion, right? Is that the name or of it? Io. Io. Which I thought was going to be a reference to One Zero, the the Machine City, but it just never. <laughs> I, oh. I, I I was looking too much into that. I was like, is that like One Zero? <laughs> but no, it's not. Oh, it could be. Yeah, uh, maybe. But um, so then we get to Io. Uh, not not only Io, but on the the ship that Bugs is on. Mm-hmm. There's machines on that. Yeah, and then he's and like, actually, I have a question about that because he yes. points to them. Why are there machines in here? Yeah, <laughs> so a machine goes and picks up Neo as soon as he wakes up, takes him back to the ship, and when you're in the ship, you see a bunch of different machines in mm-hmm. there. And um, like you said, Neo's like, I have a question about that. <laughs> like, why are there machines in here? Like, what is this? Like, what's going on? And I, I can't remember how Bugs explains it, but... She well, she says, said, she says after the war, because she's like, you helped bring this about because yeah. people, you know, machines, some machines started seeing things differently. They saw that you were, you know, that you had, you had created this new um, outlook on, you know, us versus them. It's like, no, maybe we can actually work together with certain things. So. Yeah. And so um, there's a, a short in the Animatrix where yeah, I think it's the last one, yeah. actually where the humans are capturing machines and then they plug them into this um, version of the matrix to like a a simulation to kind of show them humanity Mm -hmm. and and let the machines make their own choice to say, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm going to choose to work with the humans, not harm the humans, be at peace with them and help them. Or, no, I'm going to do what I'm programmed to do, and I'm going to kill you. Um, so, to which, at that point, I'm assuming they, <laughs> they reprogram the machine or just or that, get rid of it yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, but without that, I think it would have been harder for me to accept the fact that those machines really? were there helping the humans. Like, what? They kind of glazed over that, <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, I, I like how... She even said something about like the machines being on quote unquote our side or mm-hmm. making the right choice or something like that. But that kind of explained why those machines were not only on the ship but in IO, like helping the humans. They these machines and programs, because Morpheus was a program and he yeah. t- he took uh shape as these like metal ball yeah. things, kinda like um a three D projection mm-hmm. or something, or four D project projection. Um, but I really like how they integrated the machines and programs into the human world and, and helping the humans mm-hmm. and making it known that they made their choice to help the humans. They weren't being forced to help the humans. Um, cause that's what this is all about. It's about free will and right. being allowed to make your own choices. choices and not being forced into something. Right. And I love that there was another scene. I forgot who, who they were talking to. Was it Neo? I don't remember, but they give him the option I think of, it wasn't of the red or blue pill or whatever, and it's like he's like, "That's my that's my choice. That's not a choice." Like you're, and I was just like, "That's funny because we talked about that same thing where it's like, um, 
is this really a choice if or is this really free will if you're giving people you're choices, giving someone a limited number a limited number here's choice a or choice b and it's like well why not choice c or where mm-hmm. why why can i do something else completely i have to go by these two again they and they bring up the whole binary thing they keep bringing up they brought up that binary thing over and over again where it's like why is everything so binary why is it black and white mm-hmm. why is it yes or no so i love that they brought that up too because that's something that we had talked about as well about everything being um just a, a this or that decision a choice it's a choice between this door or that door and it's like well why does it why do you always have to get to set the parameters of what those choices are mm-hmm. and they like they keep saying the choice it's an illusion you you don't really That's you don't really have a choice like, yeah. the, the choice is just an illusion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, come on <laughs> hurry up <laughs> yeah so I thought that was interesting that they brought that up. Things that we had like discussed. That's why I was like kind of laughing and like nodding the whole time. I was like, man, we just we literally talked about all this already uh, in our previous reviews of the right. movies. So I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, we were on the right track then. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's why I loved this movie so much because, and I think that's why a lot of Matrix fans will love this movie because they kind of touched on everything you thought about the Matrix, mm-hmm. and so I think it. As the viewer, as a fan, it gives you some sort of feeling of validation. Like, okay, I was on the right track. Or, yeah, we we caught that. Or we understood it like that. And so I think that's why we we thought the it was so funny. Mm -hmm. And... um, and we were we enjoyed it because we're like, okay, yeah, like we did get it. Like we are following along. Um, but yeah, what else? I like how the therapist was called the analyst. Yeah, because it works fitting. in both ways. It works like as him being a, a psychoanalyst, but yeah. then also being the analyst of human behavior for the machines. Like yeah. trying to go, okay, this is what you guys are about. Okay, got it. Yeah, so. I thought NPH did great. Yeah, he did. He did really well. So did um, Jonathan Groff as or Groff. I'm thinking it's Groff as uh, the basically the new version of Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny is I, I, I think he's been on a lot of stuff, but I still remember him as he was the king in Hamilton. He was the one that was oh, always like, that was him. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. Oh, so right. it was just funny because I kept seeing him and I kept hearing that. Because <laughs> he does that song every time. Um, but yeah, he was really good as that, that king and he was really good here yeah, as, he as great. Smith. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to see these two, um, these two new characters or these new actors playing, you know, these new characters. I was like, you know, I love MPH and I love, and this guy did really good. I was, I'm not going to, uh, we might have to rewatch it or you might have to explain it to me. I, I was kind of confused as to why. Smith decided to kind of help them at the end. I was like, what is this guy's game? Like, is he just like chaos? I mean, I don't understand why he decided to help Trinity and Neo at the end there. Cause he actually started like shooting at, um, the analyst. Yeah. And he said something like, Oh, our, our fellow Alliance ends here. Something yeah. Like that. But I didn't even know why they had an Alliance because <laughs> right. they were fighting each other earlier. Like, yeah, yeah. Like an hour ago. And now, um, they're helping each other. The only thing I can think of is that the analyst was either trying to control or get rid of Smith. Agent Smith. Yeah, to, well, he's not an agent anymore. I don't know. Um, and so Smith understands, like, 
in order for me to survive, this analyst needs to go or... Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm getting from it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I think, again, it was that kind of like truce thing where it's like, all right, if if I help you, you got to make sure I stick around in here. Because he... He li- I don't know if he liked this version of the Matrix or the previous version better. I forgot. I think they mentioned that. that like, I kind of like the way things were before. That was the whole thing mm-hmm. with all the Merovingian people. Um, but yeah, I like at the end, they're kind of like, yeah, we're going to redo. We're going to, oh, don't worry. We're going to remake this Matrix to basically to what we want it to be. So again, it's kind of like, get, thanks for giving us a second chance at doing that. Yeah. So. Um, what else? I think that's it. I think I I really need to rewatch it to remember everything else I was going to talk about. Yeah. Um, what? No, I was going to say, I I do, I did like the, the new characters that they, the, the new, like freedom fighters, whatever you want to call them. I liked that cast. They were really good. Mm -hmm. Um, like you said, I, I wish I knew her name, but. Uh, the one that played Bugs was really good. Um, I love that they they always have these. Well, even in the original Matrix, they have these diverse casts. I mean, they did this before. The diversity thing was like really uh, a thing for for Hollywood. You know, now everyone's trying to do that, like in, be inclusive. Mm-hmm. This was like twenty years ago, and they had that in the original Matrix movies. You know, you had black, white, Asian. You know, now you even added, uh, I think, a Mexican actress. She played one of the, the crew members. Um, but I love that because, I mean, yeah, in, in the in the last humans, we're going to be a hodgepodge of different people. It's not just going to be the all you know, all white people or all, you know, one race Anything. or another. Yeah. yeah, it was like a nice mixture. So I like that they got um, people of all stripes. And even the two, like I said, the, the two lead, uh, the Jonathan Groff and... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, they're both gay men, so I thought that was interesting that they got these two <laughs> these two gay guys to play the, these big like um like villain characters. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um but not in any way like, oh, because they're gay, they're villains. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I just meant like they they play these big important roles in the movies. Right. So um but yeah. And I was sad not to see uh What's his face? Um, Lawrence Fishburne return as Morpheus, yeah. but I get why because it wasn't really him; it was like another version of of that character. So yeah, but and again with the strong female characters, I liked how they um, they're kind of you know shifted from Neo to Trinity yeah. in this movie. I really thought and that was so, really cool. Yeah, shift. so one of the girls on, I'm assuming she's the Mexican actress. I don't know. She's the one that had all the safety pins in her hair when she went into the Matrix. Yeah, you said you loved her hairdo. Yeah, yeah she, that's her. Yeah, she's a Mexican actress. So in the mm-hmm. real world, she she goes to Neo's room because they're about to go mm-hmm. into the Matrix or whatever. And she's like, okay, are you ready? You're almost ready. We're, we're getting ready to go. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then she tells him, like, you know, it was because of Trinity that I was either saved or something. I, mm-hmm. I forgot what she said, but... She basically credited Trinity mm-hmm. for for her being alive because she's like, I want to be, I wanted to be as fearless as Trinity was, and how brave and like basically just how badass Trinity mm. was. That's who she looked up to. That's who why she was fighting right. for all of this. 
And I thought that was really important for them to put that in here to say it wasn't because of you, Neo, as the <laughs> one. It was because of Trinity and all the stuff she's done right. before before you and what she did to help you. Right. And then um, Bugs. So we see Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Joan, Jonas, yeah. There you as go. <laughs> um, a, a grown up Sati. And uh, I thought she did good. I, yeah, she I did. love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, she was the one that came with the whole plan <laughs> yeah. to save Trinity. Yeah. Because even in the beginning of the movie, Bugs tells Neo, like, we don't have a way to save her. Sorry. Like, we, yeah. we, we spent our shot on saving you. And that other actress, the Mexican actress, like, I don't know her name. Yeah. But she even says, yet. You know, right, we don't have a plan right. yet. We didn't even think we could save Neo, but we did. Mm-hmm. So we can't say now that we don't know that we can't save, right. save Trinity. And then, um, so they didn't even have a plan until they get help from Sati. And it was Sati's plan. She had the whole plan. Um, and they even asked, like, you really thought about this, mm-hmm. right? They even asked her, yeah. like, you came up with this whole plan. And, she's, and she explains why. Like, yeah, I, I knew about kind of what a, what these things were made to do because my my father made them and once he found out why what they were going to be used for what this plan was going to be used for he downloaded that to me so her purpose was to help trinity escape right the whole time which is funny because in the original trilogy that was the whole reason she was scheduled for deletion was because she didn't have a purpose it's uh-huh. like oh it's just some program that doesn't do anything but then we find out she did have a purpose it's just yep. it was going to be far beyond what they could see it was right. going to happen so right so i just thought it was great so of course again um i don't want i don't know if humanity but is being saved because of her but trinity at least we know yeah. was being saved because of a brown female right like mm-hmm. i love that they cast a, yeah. a, a brown female to be basically come up with this plan to help save mm-hmm like succeed in this movie um and then of course uh bugs too she sati tells bugs like you're the only one strong enough that can hold trinity's mind Mm. while we kind of transfer her blah blah blah. i didn't quite understand that whole process but (laughs) the fact that there was a guy there and bugs and she points to bugs and says no only you can do this yeah only you have a strong enough mind to do it and if it wasn't for bugs, they wouldn't also they wouldn't have been able to get Trinity out right. of the Matrix. Um, and then um, and then obviously you get to Trinity. Well, also Niobe. So Niobe's also there, and um, she's kind of being annoying or stubborn, <laughs> but, old and cranky. Yeah, but she also <laughs> didn't stop. She could have done more to stop Neo yeah. and, and the team from escaping and doing what they wanted to do. But she let them, knowing like you know like. I also love how they made her character because, you know, it, it, it. You know, we forget this. Well, this takes place like supposedly sixty years after the original trilogy. To them, it's twenty in, in the Matrix. It's twenty years, but mm-hmm. uh, in reality, it's been sixty years, and that's why she's so old. But I love how they changed her from in the original. She was like, she was like bugs. She was this stubborn, like, um, yeah. you know, I'm gonna do what what I think is right, and and that means if if I have to disobey orders, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. That's how she was in the original trilogy. Now, 
I'm sure some people will be like, well, why is she so different? And I'm like, well, that's how people get. That's how people, yeah. people change. You know, it's just like when your parents tell you, don't do, you don't do this and don't do that. And it reminds you like back to the future. Like, no, you know, when I was a, a young girl, you know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't call up boys and like sit in parked cars with boys. And then you find out she actually did exactly just that. <laughs> but once you're older, you, 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 you know, you try to change your, your past, I guess, or make it to where you're your kids or your subordinates don't do what you did like no we don't do that you know this is the times are different now mm-hmm. but it's just funny because you know she was just like bugs when she was younger but now she's more like like Locke almost like the the yeah the guy that she was always having to answer to you know it's just funny how that changes over the years yeah um and then you get to trinity who they make her just as powerful as Neo. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, since Neo doesn't remember a lot of his powers, she's more powerful than Neo, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Um, I like that they gave her that that purpose, and she yeah. she could fly, and without her, Neo wouldn't be as powerful as the one. I mean, and you think about it in the last movie, too. He lost his eyes, so if it wasn't for her, she wouldn't have flown, you know, there right. was no way he would have been able True. to make it to the, the machine city yeah. anyway. So, so yeah, he was powerful and he was the one, but he wouldn't have been successful without her. Yeah, in every movie, it's she proves that he, she was needed in order for his plan or whatever their plan always. was to succeed. Always. always, yeah, because there's always where a time where he tells her, like, Trinity, don't come, don't come with uh-huh. me. Because, you know, he even knows that he's been warned by the Oracle or something like, oh, Trinity's going to be in danger. So he tells her, don't follow me. Don't come into mm-hmm. the mix. Don't come help me. But every single time she does and every single time it's necessary, yeah. he would not have survived right. or been successful without her. So I really do like that they made that a huge point of this movie, like to point it out to mm-hmm. everybody, be like, look, he wouldn't be anything without her. Right. They are so powerful together. together. And so um, that's why even Neil Patrick Harris even kind of says, like, we kind of have <laughs> to keep them apart, but still keep them close together for Both all of this power. to work, yeah. you know, for the whatever power they were emitting. Um, so I love that that was the whole point of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. They really did kind of uh, redeem what, remember, that was kind of one of our biggest complaints about the original trilogy is that the love story that wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, I felt it more here. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they, in the coffee shop, they're always kind of looking at each yeah. other and, and kind of, I don't know, it, I, it just seemed more realistic. Yeah. I also love that they were able to act human in this movie. I feel like in, yeah. the, in the original Matrix movies, Everyone was so stoic and so like serious and no like very little emotion. I they got to be kind of silly and be like mm-hmm. smile and make jokes and act like two regular human beings would in the real world. I love that we saw that in both Keanu and in Carrie Ann Moss's performance. They were able to be it's like you were watching the real people, right. you know, talking. So um I love that. Um, yeah, and I also like that there's a few times where Neil Patrick Harris even says, like, uh, control your woman, or can't you control <laughs> oh, her? Yeah. And he even says, like, you used to be able to control women back in my day, or back in the day, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, he said that a few times, yeah. and I, I love that they threw that in there. <laughs> and <laughs> then at the end, he they show her, like, kicking, kicking his ass. Him, yeah. yeah. But um, 
I, I just love that too, where it's kind of, you know, like even in real time, real society today, like, you know, with women fighting, still fighting for equal rights mm-hmm. in, in the workplace and just everywhere. Um, and you still have men saying like, being kind of similar to that, like control your woman or back in right. before, you know. Or are you going to let her do that or dress like that? I'm like, well, she's a her own individual human being. So yes, if that's what she wants to do, that's what she's going to do. Yeah, like you know? it is her choice. Right. It's not a man's place to tell woman or machine or program mm-hmm. or anything to do anything um, and I think that's the whole point. Like, no one should have power over anybody right. because they're different. Mm-hmm. Just because they're different from you. If they have their own mind and feelings and connections and reasoning, you cannot, you do not hold any power over that other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do like that they were also pointing out, like, women women machines programs like you cannot be telling it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know just because you're a man doesn't mean you have power over over anything mm-hmm. else um so I, I like that they pulled that out more as a theme in this movie as well too so i loved it i loved this movie yeah and i want to rewatch it I, I like i said at first i was just like yeah it was pretty good like kind of okay but after having, I'm glad we had this discussion because now I feel like um, my rating <laughs> has gone up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I think I, I appreciated it that more great. now having this discussion. Um, I do now want to rewatch it as well just to get more of things that I missed. Because we did watch it. I mean, it sucks that it came out on, what was it, Wednesday? Because mm-hmm. I, I still had to go to work on Thursday. You still had to work. So it's kind of like we're... Like we're trying to watch it without pausing it too much because I was like, it's already getting late. So <laughs> I hate watching things like that where you kind of have to like, rush not rush through it but just kind of don't have time to kind of like sit and maybe analyze maybe pause it and go wait what was that about or what you know we're just kind of trying to finish it so i do want to kind of go back and rewatch it and see what we may have missed or reanalyze something yeah um but yeah so obviously we enjoyed it we spent an hour talking about it so (laughs) um that's always a good sign um so yeah i'm glad I'm glad we we watched it on Wednesday instead of waiting till this weekend because I don't know when we would have time. No, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, but uh, yeah, we definitely recommend it for those who see, have seen the original trilogy and enjoyed it, or even if you didn't really care too much for the third movie, like we were kind of. Eh. Yeah, this one I think redeems that movie. I think it it redeems the trilogy. Kinda, it really it does. Brings it back. And I remember you you were, we were just saying that like you know it's very hard for sequels or third mm-hmm. movies or fourth movies to be as good as the first mm-hmm. one or or just not be horrible but yeah we didn't care for the third one and i think we didn't really have high hopes for this one or at least we were just I, kind I honestly of worried did, did not. i wanted to see it because as a fan and of course it's been 18 years since i saw a matrix movie so i was gonna see it regardless of the the reviews but yeah i, I my my expectations were pretty pretty minimal you know yeah but i think they they nailed it they Mm -hmm. did a a fantastic job with this fourth movie yeah they managed to kind of refresh the whole idea of the matrix concept because you know again you could just be like oh here's an they could have just done another like here we go again you know and and they did but in with like a, a big twist it was different enough yeah 
And they even <clears throat> reference that again in, in those discussions with like, oh, reboots are big right now. You know, yeah. you got to make a, you know, everyone loves reboots or everyone loves, you know, sequels and stuff. So it's just funny. Like it was so meta, but even beyond that, it was a new, nice uh, new concept that they brought and new ideas that they brought to this whole thing. Right. So, <clears throat> so yeah, definite recommend from us. Um, it is on HBO Max. It's also at the theaters. So you can take your pick. We saw it on HBO Max. Um, I think it's going to be there like a month, maybe they usually keep it for 30 days, but bad news for that whole HBO Max, like, cause that's been our whole thing this year is that movies that have come out for like Warner brothers, they come out in theaters and HBO Max the same day. I think starting next year, they're stopping that and it's just going to be Theater. theaters. And then I think 45 days later, it'll be on HBO Max. Oh, okay. So, but it was nice while it lasted yeah. <laughs> this year. Um, I guess that wraps it up for Matrix Resurrections. I almost said Revolutions. That's a different. Um, but yeah, feel be uh, feel free. Um, well, yeah, definitely feel free to follow us on Instagram. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's your choice. <laughs> but uh, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. Uh, let us know what movies you'd like us to watch and review, and we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.